Hi, I'm Josh. Hi, I'm Mikey. This is a podcast about racing. Sometimes we talk about racing. And sometimes we don't. This is the crossover. Won't start working until you click it. I got it. We're good. It's, it's one of those that it goes to sleep. Yeah. Um, so the way the shows are going to work today is that we're going <laughs> to hate to be that guy. Welcome to the crossover, everybody. <laughs> Uh, today's show is brought to you by Jim's Outlaws and the Real Run Shot. See, see it's already happening. What? I'm becoming less of a host of my show. So what I want to do... Listen here, Fruit Cup. This is how it's going to happen. I want to talk about what happened this weekend at the Speed Room. Okay. And then we have an interview. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's someone that we've been meaning to talk to for a while and is relevant. Yes. To everything that happened. I've never weekend. seen a man work harder than this person. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to say it. It's okay. crazy. It's absolutely fucking crazy. To get to, yeah. For for, for what happened this weekend, it's so, insane. Yeah, and, I, I, and I'm not going to say this when we're on the phone with him. Obviously, sure. he's probably going to hear the episode for almost, I don't, so if this race happened at Anderson with the turnout and the lap count, we would have made fun of it. Oh, yeah. But, but with what, and that's the reason I'm saying that is the majority of the people that are going to listen to our show are going to are going to have a frame of reference yeah. of Speedrome or Anderson or the Sports Drome, right? And you have to understand what the guy did was a monumental achievement. Yeah, it's huge. And the fact that it happened at all, yeah, because it's not. Here's the deal: it's not like us traveling to Anderson or or to Salem right. or whatever. Right. We traveled states, <laughs> right? And one of which was huge. Yeah, you, so your your drive, the drive that you pulled off, I don't know that. I mean, I've I've. It's been easily, I was your age the last time yeah. I did that. I'm not saying I can't do it. I'm saying I'm at an age now where it's like, no. And there were two reasons why I, I, I drove. And by the way, the, the real work workhorse of this weekend, the one that did the most work, is that fucking F-150. Dude. You, Dude, Truckosaurus did, like, owned it. So you need to high-five your boss every time you see him. Because yeah. It's, it's rare to find, I mean, it... It used to be a lot easier. It's a lot rarer yeah. now to find a diamond in the rough like that. That is, yeah, she's a little ugly. Yeah, but so? You, see, you never got to see my 97 C1500. Trugly? Yeah, which was just tore up from the floor up. But mechanically, you could not, you couldn't kill it. Yeah. You couldn't kill it. The only thing I had, I obviously, I had to change the, the, the oil and, like, brakes and stuff like that. Of course. That. Once a summer, I'd have to squirt um, a can of refrigerant into the AC That's lines. not bad. And that was it. That's not bad. It was yeah. I paid nineteen. Well, I paid two thousand ninety three dollars for that truck, and I drove yeah. it for seven years. So we're driving. We're driving back from this. I will talk about this later. But yeah, uh, uh, Lucas, the guy who went with me, uh, diagnosed that I probably have bad wheel bearings in the front, and I'm like, well, no yeah. shit. We just so drove. I, yeah, but I told you that when we went down to Talladega. Did you? I did. I don't remember. I that. said I said it's not immediate. Right. But eventually, it's going to start causing. Yeah, and problems. I think I think I'm going to um, get that looked at because we don't really have any major traveling either, coming either up. Breed love or or take it to Ben. Yeah, Ben will know ben what to will do. Take care of you. Absolutely, you would. Yeah. So, um, so what's so? How was your weekend? Um, the weekend was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, I got to spend all day with my son. Nice. And because my the girls had a Girl Scout thing that mm-hmm. you know it was one of those rare ones where my my son just couldn't go. Sure. So you know my son who's been feeling under the weather, we played a bunch of board games and stuff, and then my brother showed up. Cool. Just in time to head to the track and have some fun. And I have to tell you, and 
I'm going to, I don't want to preface this with saying what guys say when they share feelings because I don't want to get canceled or whatever. Well, all 40 people, fuck, it. fuck who, it. Who cares? No homo. It's weird being at a racetrack without you. Same. It is, it's bizarre. I Not was, that I didn't have a good time with right, my brother. Right, it was weird. But you and I have a shorthand. Something will happen on the track and we'll just go look at each other and go, yep, here we go. Yep. And we'll know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I have to explain everything with my brother. My brother and I were, you know, I the, the way I will say it is we were having a little fun. Sure. And it sucks when you're having fun and you have to stop and explain shit. Right. And then it's also because... You and I nerd out the same way about the same things while we're at the track. Mm-hmm. My brother, you've and you've talked to my brother. He's there about the noise and the yeah, the speed know, and the all speed, that, all that shit. The destruction, yeah. if there is some. Yeah, um, he's like a, a a standard racetrack fan. I would say. I feel like we may have just insulted some of our listeners, but sure. <sighs> Man, that whiskey is good. What is it? Is that the? Is that it's the moon drops? It's the it's the very last little bit of the bourbon that I. Have. Oh man, you're you're milking that one. I am because it's delicious. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man, I don't, and so much so that I don't want to do it often. Yeah. I don't want to go without you often because, you and I, we have very few things that we have in common. That's right. Um. We love racetracks and Dave Matthews Band. You and hate Dave Matthews Band. I don't hate them. Okay, that's a good point. I dislike them. You're not a huge fan. I'm not like if you said, "Hey, I have tickets. Do you want to go?" You are you are as passionate about well. I don't want to say that because it's not like it's you don't dislike them. I mean, when we no. were headed down, I believe to Talladega, we listened I to a lot of Dave Matthews. Yeah, um, and I think I did it at first. Just and I think at least once you're like, "Oh wow, I didn't realize this was Dave Matthews." Band. Oh yeah, I did that a lot. Um, I was like, "This is really good. Who is this? Because, oh, that's DMB. Oh that's shit." The thing like you know when you were in college. First of all, they weren't huge when you were in college. It was they were eight years after they were big in the college. Season. So when I was when I was uh, when I was growing up when I was in college, yeah, they were big in my little circle because um, I would go to piano bars all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And God, God damn it, Todd Todd Baldwin loved to get on that. Loved to get on that. Uh, it's a stage name. Yeah. Loved to get on that damn electric fiddle and do. They would do in order. Because they had a full horn section, got it. Okay. So they would do they would do Devil Went Down to Georgia, and then they'd go right into Ants Marching. Got it. Yeah, it's, uh, and that was the thing. Like every college student to this very day knows Ant knows of course, Ants Marching, of course. Um, and Crash. And yeah, but I mean, their the their their library is so so it's deep. vast. I mean, they've been doing it now for thirty years. They the first got to be more than that. No, it's thirty years. God damn. Remember two things, which was their first EP came out in either ninety one or ninety two. Okay. Um. It's 30 years. No, I know. It's four decades. I'm just counting that. Yeah. So, but still. So, and, you know, just remember how many albums they've put out and how many covers they've done. You know, mm-hmm. I remember um, on one of the forums that I'm that I'm on, on on Facebook, there was a lifelong fan that was saying at this point, complaining. At this point, I'm not even going. They, they're Why? Only, they're only, they, every time, every show that I go to, it seems like they, they play the same core set. And then they do a couple extra songs. I'd be shocked if they've done even seventy songs this this tour. And I want you to, I want to put that in perspective. Right. When I saw Slipknot, when you go see any band, mm-hmm. really, you can pull up the set list that they've done for the last three nights, and you'll know what they're going to play the night that, that right. you go. By the way, she was wrong. The tour that she was complaining about, they did ninety two different songs in that. Tour. Oh fuck! Ninety two different yeah. songs. You can quit with your complaints. Right. And he doesn't roll. He doesn't roll with a teleprompter. 
Right. He doesn't have sheet music laying around. Yeah. So, you know, it's, and I get it's that. It's 92 a, different songs in his brain. He has the knowledge. I get that I'm a fanboy. Whatever. And I'm not going to criticize. But also, if you want to make sure you see completely different sets, mm-hmm. in the cities where they're doing multiple days, go to both days. Because you will get a completely different set both nights. It is a Dave Matthews Band guarantee. When you go see them at Deer Creek, yeah. the reason it is such a big deal as a fan to get tickets to both nights right. is because you're getting two different shows. Yeah, yeah. When you go see them up in Alpine Valley, which <coughs> I don't recommend, it's a shit venue, but some right. people like it. Sure. Growing up in Chicago, I went there more than my fair share. They play two nights. You're getting two completely different sets. Yeah. If you go to, and this is not a knock on Blossom in Akron, because I go there and I love it. Right. But if you go to Blossom and you went to both shows at Deer Creek, you're going to see a lot of the same songs. Right. There's no way around it. Yeah. So. I don't doubt, like, so I was always told that they choose a different set every night, which is true and it's not. Because if you. There's an awesome video of Dave Matthews working on a set list for a night. Oh, really? He goes through, like, the last four or five performances. Yeah. They make sure they never start with the same song for more right. than five. Like, they, like, okay, well, we've never opened with this. Let's do or it. Or it's been six years since we've done this song. Right. Tons of time. The only other band that goes that does that, and they don't even do it to that extreme anymore, was Metallica. Now, like, imagine if you are being hired as a new musician by Dave Matthews. So that just happened, actually. Really? That just happened three years ago. The they, amount of shit yeah. you have to learn. Yeah, so they um, they had a they had a fiddle player named Boyd Tinsley mm-hmm. who got canceled. Yeah, he, he did some he stuff. He did some really, and if you want to, if you ever want to see creepy, you Google Boyd Tinsley texts. Yeah. And it's him sending texts to his, to a male musician that he was in another band with. And it's some of the creepiest shit you've ever seen. So they started, so he left the band. How he left the band, uh, some say he left, some say he was, he, but anyway, um, they hired a guy named Buddy Strong, a keyboard player who is phenomenal. I was yeah. not a Boyd Tinsley fan. I had really? been for years. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it wasn't. And there were interviews after he left the band where the lead member of the band said that he there was some like dark and negative energy that had been surrounding him for really? a while. Really? Yes. yes. And it's hard to get Dave Matthews to say something about yeah. that, especially about someone he cares about. Yeah. Um, and you could tell there was a visible, visible, palpable change in the energy of their show mm-hmm. when Buddy joined them. Oh, cool. And what was really cool, in order to make sure he got some publishing and got some money right away, mm-hmm. they had an album ready to oh, put out. Shit. When they hired Buddy Strong. That's nice. And they stopped it, gave him four or five songs, and said, we need you to write keyboard pieces for these songs so they can be, so when we put out our album, we'll make sure that you're, you're on, on, on the album. Yeah. Yep. Is so, that the album you gave me? The black and white album? Is, yep. That's yep. a cool album, dude. Yep, that was their most recent album. I'm so really glad. I'm really glad that that was my first one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. They're, um, and they're due for another album here in the next year. Oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't, I don't. Hopefully, hate. it's a good one. The, the album before this last one, right? Um, away from the world was not very good. I, I can't hate I on on a group that has a st- that that was super relevant, yeah. like hardcore relevant yeah. thirty years ago, yeah, and is still 
selling yep. shows the way they do. Yep, yep. It's unreal. And it's important to remember that they give a ton of their music away. And you can record at their at their concerts. They let you do it. You can record I mean, they're doing audio it, and video. They're doing it they anyway. They used to let you plug into their board. Oh. But it got to be a thing where a everybody wanted ass, to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And these, you carry around a high-quality recording device At all everywhere. times. Yep, yep. Everywhere. God, I love musicians that do that. And I know that that Dave has been very, very open about, you know, where they record. Because they, people, we've talked about this, but people don't know that that there are concerts on the website. Yeah. That there are recorded concerts. And oftentimes, a lot of them are at Deer Creek. Yeah. Because of, yeah. because he just loves the fucking venue. It's, yes, it's one you of know, his favorite I would venues. love to see what the other posters look like. From the other venues, and I bet you they're so not as cool. So there's a handful of there's a handful of venues that the band thoroughly enjoys going to. Yes, and inside the Dave Matthews Band community are well known for being good shows. Deer really? Creek is one of them. Okay, Alpine Valley is another one. Right, again, not a fan. Uh, SPAC, uh, which is um, is that in New York? It is. It's in upstate New York. Yeah, and then um, the Gorge in Washington. Oh shit! Yeah, that's gorgeous. Yeah. No pun intended. No yeah. pun intended. Yeah. But I can tell you right now, I've now been to two shows at Blossom. It, yeah. And it's not in Akron. It's in Cuyahoga Falls. Whatever. I think. Um, I only know Cuyahoga Falls in, from Tommy Boy. <laughs> incredible venue. Yeah. I And I will, and especially because we have family there, so it's easy for us to go visit. Of course. I will always go there. And they're doing a, unfortunately, they're doing, it's not unfortunate that they're doing it, but they're doing a fall tour. And unfortunately, we can't afford to go to any of the shows. It's, yeah. Because they're I, doing a fall tour. Yeah. They do one every few years. Where's the closest one? Dayton. Oh, okay. And they're playing the United Center in Chicago. Ooh. Which is a good venue for a concert. That's where yeah. I saw, who did I see there? I saw Bruce Springsteen. Really? Yeah. When, when Was that I, when you were working in radio? That's when I was working in radio. Yeah, and we you had to doing... drive out from the neighborhood, and it was like a pain in the ass yeah, to get in there because you were like 40 really minutes funny away. Is the, the owner of the company that I was working at at the time was like, uh, hey, man, let's just take the train in. I was like, fuck your, that. Your ass, we're taking the train yeah, in. Yeah, no shit. Well, what? It's all, The station's only two blocks away from the United Center. That's... I was like, I will meet you there. Yeah. And, That's two um, Chicago blocks. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and another guy that worked there was like, hey, man, he grew up in Chicago. You should really be listening to what he said. And I said, you have to understand that they built the United Center smack dab in the middle of one of the worst neighborhoods in Chicago. Yeah. And by the way, the United Center being there has not made it much better. I'm not surprised. Um, what neighborhood is it in? It's in. So it depends on. I'll, I will call it near West Side. Okay. Um. But I would have to look it up. I, gotcha. I, I would have to look it up. I, I want to see my this. head. I don't remember because I know Chicago just enough to. Uh, you know, I think at one time they called it Stadium City because the Chicago, the Chicago Stadium was there where the Bulls played. Oh, if really? it wasn't for Michael Jordan, the United Center would have never got built. Really, mm-hmm. they needed to capitalize on the popularity of the Bulls. Oh, okay, United Center. All right, it's in nineteen oh one West Madison, and the yeah. neighborhood. Wow, there is a lot of stuff there. Um, trying to zoom out far enough to where no, god damn it. Yeah, and there's a giant um, United Airlines symbol on top of it because the flight path for O'Hare crosses over it. Okay, so the United Center is in the side. the neighborhood's called the Near West Side. Is that exactly? It's it, over there by. It's it, over I, there. So I said it's. I believe it's Near West. It's right there near the West Loop. Yep. 
Yep, it's just outside of the loop on the west side. Try Taylor. So that is 15 minutes. Little Italy. Yep, 15, 20 minutes away from where I grew up. Wow. Yeah. That's ridiculous, dude. That is insanity. So, hey, so hold on. So let's get back to the trip because we always do this. We get sidetracked. No, no, no. I want to. So what? One thing that, and also that's right. So we're going to talk to James. Uh, Any issues with the stereo? No. Okay. Is it nice having it integrated? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, It was a game changer, dude. Dude. It really is. And so last Saturday, um, uh, Wes saw it and (laughs) fucking love Wes. He looks at it and it's like changing colors. Like, wow, that's titties. <laughs> Wes, every now and then, will hit you. With t- Wes, he's a very reserved if dude you until talk he knows to him you for 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, you think, okay, yeah, that's a that's a guy I would trust my whole family with. And every now and then, he'll drop an f bomb. It's like I didn't know that guy was in there. Whoa, yeah, yeah, yeah and that's you know, he'll he'll drop it in like a group text or something. It's like it's like Jesus, I'll have dude. To go back and make sure that it was Wes, right? Not me or Dan. Or, or Dan, yeah. <laughs> Like that shit. Like I, that's why I. That's why I love him so much as a person. Yeah, because he's he's a good dude. He'll you know. Oh, he seems you know really. He's re, he is really nice. He's he, and he's also super passionate about other people's passion. Yes, it's really fun to like like helping him helping you get ready for that race. That was he awesome. didn't have to help you. No, he didn't. Any of that. None of it. Any of that. None of it. I still why can't believe he stole my car to do it. I don't know, but whatever. Your car would have gotten stolen anyway. No, let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> Like when they, well, <laughs> that was funny. All right, so let's talk about the Colorado National Speedway. Yeah. First of all, let's talk Huge. about. You said it was three eighths. Sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. It was three eighths. Uh-huh. But let's talk about the important thing: the hot dog. Oh yeah, we got to talk about the hot dog. So, um, so as a lot of people know here, the one thing that I'm a connoisseur of at racetracks is hot dogs. Yeah. You know, there's nothing I love better than shoving a wiener in my mouth. And drinking a Diet Dew. First of all, um, hot dog was speedrome quality. Okay. So we didn't have to worry about anything there. Yeah. I was like, cool, I'll just, I'll just get a drink. And they're like, okay, here you go. They charge me and they hand me a bottle. I don't mind that. Okay? Mm-hmm. If I am, listen, I drove 16 hours. Yeah. I was invited gonna, to the pits. What are you going to do? Say fuck you and turn around and Right, leave. yeah, what am I going to go home? No, <laughs> fuck that. Um, I will tell you that. You know, it was handy to be in the pits because I had a cooler, my, my cooler from the the race. Yeah. And I was just like, F it. I'll just go back there yeah. and I'll pull a moldy ass water out and I'll drink it. Yeah. Which I did. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but it was everybody there was very nice. Yeah. Um, the track staff were just like track staff. They were all very kind. Mm-hmm. Um, the security guy was really cool. He's about my size. And uh, um I said, hey, because uh, I've never been able to do this. I'm like, hey, uh, you know, we're, we're with Northwest Figure 8 because that's who let us in, James Conley, Northwest Figure uh-huh. 8. Um, is it okay if, and he looked and said, oh, you're media. Yeah, here. And he gave me, he gave me a, a, an armband. And then the day, of, I still haven't taken it off yeah. yet, the day of the yeah. race. They have the race they gave me, which I was like, is it okay if I park inside? The, usually it's a no. Yeah. You know, you have to walk in. Oh, yeah, sure. Just go ahead and pull around the back. And I was like, oh, oh fuck, yeah. yeah. So um, we met with, and I fucking forget her name. But her dad is named, so I, this, there's this 19-year-old, Jillian, and I forget what her last name is, uh-huh. and I know there are people from Washington screaming. Well, we're going to have we're gonna have James on we are. soon, right? Uh, she's yeah. 19 years old, um, and she's doing figures. She, what's that? You've mentioned that. So, she, well, she's, hold on. She's the one that le- that won like a month ago, right? Yes. Yeah. She's yeah. talented as fuck. Yeah. And this weekend, she caught air. Really? Yes. That's not good. Yeah, and so she went to the hospital. She's fine. She's bruised, but she's fine. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. Um. She. I met her dad. Me, 
her father, and Lucas yeah. all had a conversation for like 20 minutes. Me parked in the middle of the Hilton Garden Inn parking lot, uh-huh. blocking everybody, yeah. and just had a conversation. They drove a bus with the with the like a small like Indigo mm-hmm. yeah, Indigo yeah, yeah, bus yeah. with um with a with a, trailer? Uh, with a trailer on the back okay. of it. So it wasn't like a tall toy hauler. No, it was like a it was, like, it was a, a bus and a trailer. It was like okay. it was a toy hauler, but it wasn't a huge one. It was a small one. Right, right, right. Yeah, but, but it was a bus it was a trailer. Yes, a trailer. Okay. Yes, um, and it was just like somebody took one of the city buses here and made it look real pretty. And um, you and I have talked about doing this. I know, and honestly, after seeing what I saw and how he did it, yeah. we can do it. You know, um, the one thing that I just don't know if I need a CDL to drive it. It depends. It depends on the size. So if we go, I think it's, I always get them mixed up if Class A is the small one or Class C is the small. You and I are Class prob- C is the small. I think Class A is the big one. Okay. All right. Either way. Um, I'm positive that eventually we are going to stumble across just a phenomenal deal. Uh-huh. And you and I are going to make the biggest mistake in any partnership <laughs> ever. And we're going to buy a shared asset. Yeah. Which we will then fight over for a couple of years and then we'll find out. Like a, during our divorce? During yeah. our divorce. No, I mean, I think until, in all honesty, until one of us dies, I don't think that any, or one of us just gets bored doing it. And I've been close a couple of times and I've been very upfront about that. But um, well, that's the party bus, G. I don't, I don't, I don't see, I don't see us not collaborating in some way no. on something. Yeah. I can tell you that I can drive up to a 15-passenger bus. If that's 16-passenger, I've got a chauffeur's. Um, But we also, I mean, there there are times where it would be beneficial to have something that size. 100%. Especially because if we can trick it out like like a mobile studio, Mm -hmm. which has been my dream forever. That would be so dope. But uh, I know my wife's not on board, and I know your bank account's not on board. (laughs) So... Well, I mean, I think a I told you. backpack and the F-150 is what it's going to be for a little while. I'll tell you something, man. I don't mind it. I, I, I really, um, and there's a lot of stuff that I want to talk about in, in the next one because there's a lot of stuff yeah. I need to go over. Yeah. Um, but, but the racetrack is three-eighths. It's banked. Yeah. And it's fucking fast. Yeah. Um, Craig Van De Wettering was in first. Yeah. He took a T-bone hard and fast in the in the crossover from I don't know. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. Um because here's the thing, so we were sitting in the back. Yeah, I know where you're going with this. And we were so we there were sitting some complaints on the TV side of it. Too. We were we were sitting in the in the um in the in the pit stands and we didn't have any sort of communication other than hearing what the the lady was yelling at the people for to get lined up. Yeah. Um we didn't have any communication. We didn't know what was going on on the track. Yeah. Um, I had a chance to see late model, like like uh, a modified late model cars that weren't outlaws. Mm-hmm. They look like stock cars. Mm-hmm. And then I got to see pro trucks. Oh, nice. Holy fuck. Dude, they are a mixture of being really loud uh-huh. and really quiet. Okay. The faster one was the quietest. Huh. Then there was uh, a little bit of a drift show. Okay. Which let me let me tell you something. Some people like it. Listen, I don't hate it because it's something that I haven't seen for a while. I'm not. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. get me off, but yeah. it gets me there. Yeah. Um. So, um, but it was cool to see how people design these freaking cars and stuff like. I mean, I'm a like I I'm I don't know if I've ever met, mentioned this, but one of my favorite movies growing up was Fast and the Furious. Oh, it's, come it's on, come up. I I'm Jim just saying. Jim is calling. Oh man, I am. 
I think I'm more excited than I, you are. No, I'm pretty excited. I'm also a little humbled because we had made some promises to to this to this particular guest about having him on more often. Yes, and we didn't. And now it's most important. Now it. Well, let me let me tell you now something. That the race is over. No, now that you dick. No, now that uh, now that we've had this experience where we've we've had a chance to go out there and see kind of you know what's going on and what what they have to offer and what we can do to make it better next year. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to the phone now, the director, the master of disaster, the number one man in the Northwest, the owner, runner, whatever you want to call him of the Northwest figure eight, Mr. James Conley. Hey, man. How you doing? <laughs> wow, that was, a, that was a little much of an introduction. I don't know if I'm all that stuff, but well, hey, good to, hear, good to talk to you guys. All right, so so then let's go with how about the head chef and bottle washer? Yeah, you good with that one? Deal. All right, gotcha. <laughs> hey, man, I, I know you heard me say it. Really sorry that it's been so long since we had you on. I know that Josh has been talking to you off and on. I know every now and then I'll shoot you a message on Facebook. Really appreciate it. I want to dig into my first question, Josh, and I know you want to talk to him, but I haven't talked to him in a while. Yeah, yeah. And the one thing I want to know is, is it going to happen again? Because I got to know. Uh, I will have to say that. <clears throat> yes. Uh, rumor has it, yes, the work is definitely happening again. Awesome. And Hell the yeah. reason yeah. It, the reason I ask is for selfish reasons, uh, because more than a few people thought I was out there with you <laughs> because you never bothered to mention that the guy that was with you wasn't me. That's right. And it was just some big redheaded guy. <laughs> and that's not to knock Lucas at all. Right. But no, I stayed home and covered the the speed drone this weekend. Well, my partner got to to go have fun. So, hey, man, congratulations! You pulled it off. So, let's. I want you to talk about the lessons lessons learned, or or what what was the biggest success of the night? I guess. Um, to be honest with you, the biggest success of the night, the Colorado National Speedway packed out the house. Nice. And yes. they got to see outlaw figure eight cars on the racetrack for the first time, on uh, you know, competing. And for me. That's the biggest win of the, the whole thing. Like, just to be able to showcase our style of race cars on their racetrack that has never happened before, that's the whole intent behind me starting Northwest Figure 8 is to expand, uh, expand the bandwidth and the, and, the, and the fan base of Outlaw Figure 8 racing, not just from the Northwest, all over the place. And it was a treat to have drivers from all over the country, six different states yep. um, represented. And that, that was the biggest win for me. That was awesome. Dude, it was unreal. It was absolutely unreal. The, well, okay, so explain why. So James and I had had a conversation about this, oh God, two or three months ago. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, you should come out. And I was like, okay, sure, whatever. And then two months out, we booked, or six weeks out, we booked the hotel. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, this is getting more real. Yeah. And then I was sitting in the stands and I looked, I, I turned to Luke and I said, I turned to Lucas and I said, Oh my fucking God, we're here. Yep. It's actually happening. We, we are watching this happen. Yeah. We pulled it off. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, that crazy son of a bitch, James, he pulled it off too. You know, we had, <laughs> we had like 17 cars. I think it was 17 or 18 cars mm-hmm. out on that field. Yeah. Yeah. The and, furthest, like, people were coming from Washington State, California, Indiana, Wisconsin, and the furthest was Maine. 
you know what? No. Yes. He came from Maine. Um, um, oh, shit. I forget his last name. Eric Hodgkins. Yeah, Hodgkins. Eric Hodgkins. So let me ask you a question. If Phil drive all the way to Denver, why won't he drive to Indy? <laughs> I don't know. So there's a guy we need to have on the show. Yeah. I'm going to make a mental note of that. Yeah. So, Jay, so talk to us about lessons learned. What would you do differently? Um, differently, I would say that, I would say that having a, having our own, having our own format, having our, um, and I'm not, you know, this is not against anybody at all. I'm of course. Because we're, we're still new to this deal. Like we, I've only, we've put on less than 10 races since we've started this thing, you know? Um, having our own format, having our own tire deal, um, you know, not, not relying on other people to do things for us. Um, even though they did a, they did a good job it, you, until you've done it yourself, it's hard to give somebody else a job and expect them to do it the way that you would do it. Right. Right. You haven't, you have an idea. Oh yeah, I want, I want it done like this, but you've never done it. And then you're going to give somebody a job that you've never done, but expect them to do it. Like right. that's ridiculous. And, but logistically, I live in the Seattle area and we're having a race in Denver. I don't know what they can do and not do. So right. there was a lot of give and take and it was, but it was good. Like even the things that didn't go off perfectly, I now, we, we learned from them. We experienced it. Now we can, now we can pivot, right? You can't, you can't steer a parked car. You can turn the wheels all day. It doesn't do any good. Right, it's the same same spot. <laughs> Fucking love so that. Now that now that we've gone somewhere, we've literally gone somewhere, and now we know where what we need to turn left over here and turn right over here, and now we know what the he- what the heck we're doing. Now it's like now now I can tell people what to do. Say hey, this is what I need. This is where I need it, and let's roll, and we'll be good. To, we'll so, be good to go. So did and you get any, that's what's up. Did you get any uh, feedback from track management? Obviously, they were probably happy that the stands were full. I don't right. know what it's normally like there on a, on a show night for them, but the, the, the stands were full. Did you get any feedback about them as far as uh, how it was received or anything that they would, they would want you to do differently or well that as well as, Hey, uh, you're welcome back anytime. Yeah. They, they, everything was well received. The track track management loved it. The, the track crew loved it. Um, you know, we do our, we do our the end of the night celebrations. Um, this one was super late because it was super late. Um, but the, uh, the infield track officials actually pulled some money together and, and gave out an award at our end of the night celebration. Um, three different race teams from Colorado put up money for our end of the night celebration. Um, we all just hang out at the end of the night, Jim, the owner came down and gave a bunch, just hand out a bunch of beers. I mean, it was just, we just had a good time. Like everybody, like, Eddie Van Meter said he has never signed more autographs after a race than he did to Colorado. Uh, he, ran out of, he, he ran out of things to sign. His wife was about to give give this 10-year-old a trophy because oh, wow. he had nothing to sign. And, you know, they found a flag from Matco and signed, you know. But, I mean, um, Chris Curtis said that they have never sold that many shirts ever at an event. And wow, they sold a yeah. ton of T-shirts. I mean, everybody, I mean there was probably 5,000 fans in the pits afterwards. Holy shit. That's, I'm not kidding. Dude, like, so they're dying for this. They're thirsty for this. They enjoyed it so much. And Colorado National Speedway put a post up talking about us and Northwest Figure 8 and all that stuff. And I was reading through the comments, and there was nothing but praise. And, yes, we want them back. And 
it was it was awesome. And you know, and I got to give a shout out to the Colorado drivers also. You know, before we had this racing schedule, um, there was one Colorado car, or one outlaw car in Colorado, Clint Keenan, um, who races. He was racing at Orange Show, um, but there was four brand brand new two Colorado cars and two brand newly built cars just for this race. Holy that fuck! Is, dude, that is awesome. That's that unreal. Dude. Cars that didn't even exist. They didn't even exist. So what? Was and they're the, like, "Oh, we're building them." What's the drive like from from where you're at to the to the, to Denver? All right, so I, I get to I get to kind of be a smartass. Uh, <laughs> we we I don't know. I live like. Probably thirty minutes from the airport and jump on an airplane and fly. <laughs> the motherfucker flew. <laughs> he fucking you, flew. Good for you, buddy. We, yeah, we we my my wife and I flew down. Um, but you know we flew down. We left Thursday morning. Um, got down to Colorado Thursday. Um, some guys were already there. Um, with the race cars, getting them tuned up on the dyno with um, Adam Hilton and that's he, something he we have to talk about too. And you know it was it was everybody just welcomed everybody with open arms and it was awesome. And, um, it was just good stuff, you know, that I mean, is, you know, that that's something I didn't think about that. So all these cars that are coming from other States mm-hmm. are used to lower elevation racing. That's so right. they have to go to that's the dyno. Right. They have to go to the dyno and get tuned yep. for the high elevation. Cause you're right. 5,000 feet so up. So they have to work on the fuel mix. Yes. Because right. they're getting different oxygen. I had not even considered. That. I was like, I was like, why the fuck are they over at the, who the you fuck who cares about be, the dyno? You know who would be the hugest fucking nerd about that? Who? Ben. Yeah. Oh dude. Like I, I so I, I made a joke, James. I said, it wouldn't surprise me if Ben Tunney showed up. Just randomly out of the blue, and, and and I know he wasn't he wasn't going to, but it would just it wouldn't surprise yeah, me. Yeah, because there was a speed drone, race. right? If 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 he had just randomly showed up to Colorado. So I right. gotta ask, what do we gotta do to? I mean, how many of those drivers show up for the three hour? Not trying to piss on um, your parade. I'm just saying I want to meet some of these guys. I definitely yeah. love to meet you and and your team. And well, hold on. Yeah. What? So yeah. So I mean, I think all but. Well, it's hard to say. There's, let's see here. So, Chris Curtis has ran the three hour. Ricky Heath has ran the three hour. Um, Austin Tunney and Van Meter won the three hour. Obviously, Durham runs the three hour. You know, Brandon White was out. They run. That's right. Craig Van Wettering's ran the three hour. Yeah. Most of these drivers have either ran the three hour or raced at Colorado. Okay. All the three, I think. You know, so. So I need to educate myself. Pretty it awesome. was it was nice to see Ricky Dietz's car in person finally, because that is one of my favorite designs on his it, car. Oh yeah, that's right. That's and right. it's yeah. it was so fucking cool. I was like, oh my god, there it is. And they like point to it at the track. <laughs> Lucas is like, what the fuck's right. wrong with you? I was like, man, I've been waiting to see that car. Yeah, <laughs> they'd go right. by. I was like, oh right. my god. Um, hey James, do you know what the speeds were coming off into the crossover from uh, from the turns? To be honest with you, I, if I were to guess, I, I would have to say close to ninety through the intersection. Yeah. Whoa! Yeah, um, it was it was fast, and okay. it, it was fast. But like, we didn't have the tire that we that we that we were on. Right, um, it wasn't really a tire built for what we were doing. But I'm not going to say it's a garbage tire. I'm not going to say anything bad about it. It just really wasn't what we should have been on. Right. But I would rather have this and learn from this, and everybody be, you know, not doing 120 miles an hour running into each other. Right. Um. But next time we're not going to be on that tire. Okay. Um, we're gonna we're, we're we are going to get a better tire. Yeah. Um, but we have to. You know, it's, it's 
it sounds crazy, but like, yeah, hey, everybody, let's go to this big old race in the middle of the country where everybody yeah. has to fly in and drive forever, and we're going to experiment. But that's yeah. really what it is. Right? I mean, that's really I what mean, it was. It was a it was. A, it happens a in NASCAR too, right? It How many does. times have you yeah. heard guys talk about, oh, there's good your tires a pile? Well, guess what? They're, they're, they're just trying, right? That's we're just right. trying to make the best of it. That's right. Every, and, that's right. Everybody <laughs> wants to have a good race. No one's giving you shitty tires because they don't like you. Right. Right. And everybody's in the same boat. And guess what? I promise you this, that I will not have a race on that tire again. Was that the grooved tire? Yeah, it was a, D, a D850 Hoosier. <clears throat> and it's got and, a, it's got like a groove to it. And Lucas was making, right. Lucas was mentioning that. He goes, I go, man, they're, they're really kind of getting squirrely in those turns. Usually they don't do that. He says, yeah, it's the groove tire. And I was just like, yeah, oh. <laughs> I wouldn't even say that it was necessarily because of the groove tire because we run on a groove tire also, but this, it was a harder tire and just a different, just a different compound. And um, it, it, it didn't work. Yeah. Um, now it worked. It worked in the aspect of it kept the speeds down, which was good, but it, it, it just wasn't a good enough racing tire. Um, now, and and now, now that we know that, we'll, we'll make sure that you know. Did you go with that, that tire? Did you go with that tire because that's what Hoosier had available? Because I know that the speed drum has struggled for tires. Yeah, rubber shortage is real out here. It was it was it was a tire available at a at a at a cost effective you know amount. Got it. Got okay. It. Okay. Yeah, that's fair enough. You know, so, so definitely doing the race again. When does you? Is this the end of your season, or do you still have a little bit of racing left? Uh, this Saturday we have the sixty minutes of fear at Evergreen Speedway. Okay. And then we also are going down to. Um, we're helping out Rod Proctor with the West Coast Championship race, also. Okay, got it. Nice, and that's, that's in like November mid November, isn't it? The first weekend of November. Okay. Shit. I mean. <laughs> We got to pick. Either we go to California or we go to Lorraine. Um, well, no. First weekend in November isn't Lorraine. That's I know. the second weekend. I know, but it's still expensive. No, I get that. I get that. Um, Don't worry about it. We got James Conley. Well, you know what? Yeah. The thing is, I mean, but I get that, man. I mean, like, we didn't go to the three-hour because we knew we had to be in Colorado. Yeah, that's right. right. That's right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we have to pick and choose. And, um. Obviously, I couldn't not pick Colorado. Yeah, so. yeah, that was uh, that, that's I, I kind of a DFQ there, James. I'd love to try yeah. and make um, try and make the the first race in Washington next season. Yeah, that'd be cool. When does your season usually yeah. start up? Uh, usually, like the the last last weekend in March, first weekend of April. Okay. I mean, that's about that's about right. Yeah. It might be a little rainy and chilly. Well, but. I mean, that's when the gray clouds move away and reveal the even grayer clouds. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, usually May and June is pretty safe, usually, but yeah. it just it depends, man. You can't predict it. Yeah, I mean, it's, and what's the, I think we've talked about this, Seattle, SeaTac is the closest airport to you guys, right? Yeah, um, we have an, we have another airport um, further north that's closer to the racetrack. Uh-huh. Called Pain Pain Field, but sometimes it's a little bit more expensive to fly into there. Yeah, especially coming from Middle America. I mean, I, yeah, right. I don't know. Is it? I mean, it's honestly, be very big. In, yeah, that's a pretty pretty small airport. But I mean, Alaskan Airlines flies in and out of there, so. <laughs> you know, so, whatever. It's just so wild to think. That <laughs> no, that yeah, close it, to, yeah, to think that you're yeah that close to the yeah fifty fiftieth state, the forty ninth state. 
Well, it is it's funny that they call it Alaska Airlines, but they're really based out of Seattle. So, <laughs> is that like Alaskan cruise lines, and they're not based? They're like based somewhere else, like kind of deal? yeah, like yeah. the Caribbean islands, I think. Because it starts, it starts the the Alaskan cruise starts in Washington. Yeah. Like right. it starts in like northern, the very northern well, tip you, of Washington. When you talk about like, and boy, we're going off on a tangent here. It's fine, whatever. If you, He's watch, cool. if you ever watch Deadliest Catch, they're all fishing in Alaska. They all live in Seattle. Yeah, they, yeah, they're they, they're right. coming they, out of Dutch yeah. Harbor, yep, and they they, they they fly up there for the fishing season. You know why? It's because Alaska has five major cities, and they're all right at the very bottom of it. Because yeah. if you go any further north than say 120 miles, yeah. you're encountering uh, uh, rocks yeah. and ice and yeah. snow <laughs> and, and bears. Yep. And the Yeti. And the Yeti. You can't forget the Yeti. Mm. Yeah, so Colorado is, is kind of similar, but you just got to you know, know where to stay. I love Colorado. It's beautiful. I thought it was funny that you didn't think, you'd, that with your asthma, it had, it had not occurred to you, hey, um, you're going to notice it's harder to breathe. Trust me. When I got there, I did. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, all right. So, so the race I was, James, I was really impressed by those, by those pro trucks and the, yeah. and were those, were those late models that were out there? Or were those, what were those? They call those late models. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're little late models or are, are crate motors with, but they, they have to have big clutches and. Right, can't. so it's it's not like the outlaw design. It looks like a stock car. Right, right. So when you say crate right. motors, like is like a like a three ninety six or three fifty six oh four crate motor. Okay, all right. Yeah, very yeah. so very very but, very 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 mean fast vehicles. Oh, I love that. You love what? Yeah, I love that yeah. It's mean, pretty, fast you know, right. Those rules are a little bit different than um, some of the other ones, but it's not like a prolate. It's like a little bit under the under a, a prolate. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, um, so looking ahead to the future, what can we here at the crossover with Josh and Mikey, what can we do to, help? what can we do to help you? If for no other reason that when I do finally go to one of your races, I want to get the Josh treatment and I really, I want to make sure that I really want to, what I, what I want to do and, and I, I want to help, um, push you guys as much as I possibly can. I want to start interviewing uh, Washington drivers starting. I'd like to start with either Ricky or Jillian. And I think, yeah, I, you know, I, 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 if I, if I have a vote and I, yeah, you I do. know it's not really my show. You anymore. do. I know it's not, it's the crossover with Josh and guests. <laughs> I want to interview Jillian. Yeah. Because let's do it's, it. Because it's such a monumental thing. It is. Because very few women have even tried and to be that early in a career to not only try and then win. Yeah. That's saying something. Absolutely. And you know, and Jillian, she's such a, such a great person and she's a great interview, but she's an amazing person. And, you know, she started racing figure eight at the age of 14 years old. And, you know, when you're 14 years old and you're growing up around us, outlawed, you know, figure eight people. <laughs> what was that tone? You know there, what I mean? James? What was that fucking tone? Well, it's, it, you, you, you mature really quickly, yeah. right, you know, right. in a good, in a good way, mentally and, and all that stuff. And, you know, she, she, She's got a, you know, she's got a backbone and she stands up for herself and That's what's um, she's not afraid to have a conversation with an adult with like an adult, you know, and she's 19. So she's an adult. Right. But right. not, not all, not all people that are 18 or 19 can have conversations like that, let alone at 15, you know what I mean? Or second year. Right. I mean, yeah. heck, I wasn't even allowed in the pits until we were 16 years old. I just, it was a track rule. You're not oh, even allowed wow. in. So now, you know, now you've seen all these younger people racing and I mean, they just, IMAX just lowered the age limit to, in Legends cars to 10 year olds. Yeah. Are you kidding me? 
No, so no, I mean, which is, which I'm not against it. I'm not for it. I'm not against it. But the reality is, is that um, I was, you can you, you had to be a sophomore in high school to get into the pits when I was a kid. Right. And now you can be in fourth grade or whatever that is. <laughs> I, mean, you know what I mean, to, to be fair, James, to be fair, uh, uh, we, you know, at the Speedrome, we have five, six-year-olds and yeah. even toddlers running around that. Running around. Yeah. Well, not only that, we have six-year-olds racing. Racing. Yeah. Like it's, right. yeah. So it's, right. so hearing that you were sick, you had to be 16 before you go in the pits. That makes me a sad panda. That makes me, uh, I can't crazy. even imagine if, uh, if I was really into racing and I had to wait until I was 16 to yeah. go into the pits. I brought my son to the pits. I know. And you sat, he you sat know, in and- Tim's car. That's right. It, it was, it, and it's crazy. Like, I mean, well, we have quarter midgets and everything around here too. That you know, we got four and five, you know five year olds racing quarter midgets too. But like, kids can run legends at ten and um, like full blown race cars at the age of fourteen. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, it's crazy. One of my favorite so. drivers, and I know I keep bringing. Oh, I haven't brought her up in a while. Is Katie Hettinger? Yeah, who drives um, Arca CRA cars now. And she's 15 years old. She was like in like Arca Junior, wasn't she? Was she was Arca Junior. Uh, she was 13 years old. We, uh, yeah, we got to see her first win. Yeah, you weren't. I don't. I can't remember why you. Weren't I wasn't. There. I think. I think I went to the race at the Speedrome that night. Um, a Speedrome was where I was at. Oh, then I don't know where I was. I believe you might have been at um, Anderson. Gross. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> hey, we have a guest. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Um, so, but yeah, it's, it's just nice to so see. Andy, we didn't give him a chance to answer the question. What can we do? Yeah. What can we do for you? Um, you know what, honestly, just, just the things that you've been doing, you, you guys share our stuff. You guys are always commenting on our things. Um, you know, just being, being, being aware of what we're doing and sharing what we're doing. You know what I mean? Like, that's the biggest thing. Interview some of our drivers. Absolutely, man. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't get to interview our drivers. Like we have a, a couple of podcasts up here that people that are doing that around the Northwest and they're interviewing our people also, but anytime that we can put any of our drivers on a radio show or anything like you, what you guys are doing, like, absolutely, man. Like get to know our, get to know our people, you sure. know? I mean, yeah. cause they're all fantastic. Like all of them. Uh, we, I appreciate everyone. They're all my friends. Like, and people look, might think weirdly of that, but like, I've grown up with all of these people my whole life. Or, like Jillian, like, she's been around me her whole racing career. Right. You know what I mean? Because we're at Evergreen Speedway. So, um, I'm not I'm not afraid to say that th- these are all my friends and my family. Um, right. And, it, and we all have the same vision and goal, and it's pretty awesome. And they know that I'm 100% fair, and I'm not going to give anybody any type of advantage at all. Because right. if your, your stuff ain't right, your stuff ain't right. Fix it. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and, and my friends, my, these racers understand my, 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 my point of view on that. And they don't put me in bad positions, you know, and that's that's good to know. It's good to know that, that you've got people around you that, um, that, that make you happy, make you feel like family. That's awesome. And, and, you know, the fact that they, they're passionate and they give a shit about the sport. Right. You know, I mean, I've heard many, many times over, hey, man, you know, we're here for you. Yeah. Like, we, we love what we do, but we're here for you. I mean, and, to be honest, that's why I was there. Like, if it had been anyone else, been like, hey, do you want to come? To-? Not really. I don't really want to go to Colorado, <laughs> you know? Like, I, but, right. but I was out there because you were like, hey, you need to come out here and see this race. And I was like, all right, fuck it. Let's go. And then right. here and we then are. I felt, and I felt terrible because I, I got to see it. 
Oh no. Uh oh, are you still there? No, no, hold on. Yep. James, we lost you. What what did you say? I'm sorry. Hey, you said, yeah, we're good. The last thing we heard we're good. Was, what you, is you, what, was what? you felt terrible. You felt terrible. Oh. I felt terrible because yeah, come on out, it's gonna be awesome and I'll see you and I seen you twice for like thirteen <laughs> thirteen seconds it was. and I was just I, dude, I was everywhere. I, and I what mean, made it worse just, is he wasn't even busy. It's not like there was any. Yeah, no, James was now. just ignoring me the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Listen, I, mean, I, yeah, I got to go. I, got, I, need, I need a burger. I'll be back. Right. Yeah, I was like, you, you guys can go fuck yourself. I don't want to see you anymore. Uh, so, no. So, James was all, day. all over that pit. Yeah. Like, if it was if it was tires, if it was, if it was you know, uh, helping somebody out with their car, this, that, and the other. At a one point towards the end of the day, um, I think it was John. There was a guy named John mm-hmm. who flew in, mm-hmm. um, and they had to find him a hotel room. Oh, wow. Last minute. Like last minute. And apparently, uh, Denver... Uh, the football team, I guess, uh, was playing some other football team. And so all the hotels were packed. So there was a sports ball. There was a sports going event on. going on, I think. Um, there and was a, there was a, It was crazy. So then I heard, and then there was also a big concert in town at Red Rock also. Oh, I wonder so, what the concert was and if it really was big or, or if people were just buttholes. I mean. All, all, I, all I know is that every hotel was booked. Wow. Holy shit. Must have been like Dave Matthews band or something. Dave Matthews doesn't play Red Rock. I, I know. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I just, or, I, or maybe it was downtown. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't always follow that. But I mean, anyway, yeah, no hotels in front. We were, we were fortunate enough to get, to get old, to get John our room finally. Yeah. I'm, so. I'm, I'm really glad. Cause I'm sure that he didn't want to sleep on, on the floor of your hotel room. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it worked out, but no, I mean, my gosh, man, we were, we were, we were, we were all over the place just scrambling and, um, but you did it. Dude. Me more you pulled it off. Get it. You fucking made it happen. Yeah, and what a great and with a, with a great team that we had. My 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 wife was running around everywhere. Uh, Dan and his wife Megan were running around everywhere. Mm-hmm. John was helping out. I mean, like it was it was a group effort. It wasn't just me, and you know, it wasn't just me. Right. <laughs> like, was well, a next lot of year, us, next takes... year, if you want to put me to work back there, I'll help you out too. Yeah, you know, and that's another thing too is that a lot of people are like, hey man, what can I do to help you? And I'm like, dude, I don't even know what I'm doing quite yet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have a, I got a good idea, but again, like I said earlier, man, if if I haven't done the job, I'm not going to give you a job and then get mad right. at you that you didn't yeah. do it, right? Because things can go sideways, you know. And if they're going to go sideways, I want to put my hand up and say, hey, this was on me. Right. I don't want to say, yeah, it was on that guy over there that I told him to do something that I've never done before, and it's his fault. You know, right, you don't want to you don't want to scapegoat anybody. You're you're, a, you're right. actually you're you're a decent uh, a decent person and not an a hole. Uh, I appreciate that. My my goal is to always be a decent person and not an a hole. So. so I want to uh, don't get me wrong. I can be an a hole if I need to be, but I really really rather not. Yeah, you know. Yeah, the one thing the one thing I want to make sure I want to get him a plaque that says the hardest working man in figure eight racing. You know, one of the things that you were supposed to do is you were supposed to get me a shirt. I didn't. I know. You know why? Because right. I couldn't find a merch tent in no, the pits. That, that's because you didn't leave the fucking pits. That's right. You fucking prima donna. Listen. Listen. If I didn't get one either. If it's not in the pits, I'm not going to Wouldn't have been super it. shitty if I came in with a shirt and didn't oh, get one yeah, for I you. Been pissed. <laughs> you would have been doing this fucking interview shirtless. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would have. Um, so, so, uh, hey, so, I'm gonna, so I'm just going to go ahead and ask. Yeah. James, do you have any merch? You know, we don't we, we don't have much parts left. Okay, I think we have some foam fingers and koozies left, and that's about it. Foam fingers. Um, foam fingers. Wow. Yeah. Dude, I will pay yeah. you for shipping if you send us some yeah, foam fingers. It will, it will it will get hung in the studio. Yeah. Yeah, we'll put it right <laughs> next to the to the whatever that it's grill a Mercedes is. Mercedes grill. The Mercedes grill. Yeah. Um, um 
give give me one second here. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a picture of one. Oh, sweet. Oh, awesome. And then I will. What I'll do is then I'll forward it on to you. Awesome. Let me see. Thank you for turning on the fans. I had forgotten, and it was starting to get stuffy in here. You're good. With two dudes. Yeah, two dudes starting to smell like dude in here. <laughs> James, where are you sending this? Are you sending it through text or by Facebook? Yeah, through your text message. I got you. Um. So I just sent it. Did you? Okay, I'm waiting on it. It it might take a second because sometimes yeah, the, yeah. the 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 your the decal that you sent us or that you sent to Josh and I ended up with. Um, it's been on my laptop ever oh, since hell I yeah. got it. Oh, hell yeah. I want one. Dude, I fucking want one. Let me see. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to send it to you. I'll send it to you okay. to your phone. Let's see if I can try and save it first. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah, James. I want this. I don't isn't, that, isn't that cool? Yeah. 100%. So here, here, here's the sad part. We had a whole bunch of those things in the pits and forgot to bring them out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, shit. Dude. And, and, and what I mean by a whole bunch, we had at least 150 of them. Oh, that sucks. Oh, my God. That's we were so busy, dude. Like so busy, you forgot all about it. And with the turnout, you know they would have sold. Oh, dude. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, even if we gave them away, I'd been all oh, right. You enough. know, just, like yeah, just have kids have get autographs, whatever. You know, I mean. Oh, that's awesome. That would have been um, something to sign for for old Eddie Van Meter. Yeah, yeah you know? so I thought it was pretty cool. But anyway. So but no, make... next year, next year we're gonna have we're gonna have shirts made up, and we're gonna we're gonna do it all. It's Sweet. just you know when you it, the the way that our schedule was this year, like the last eight weeks of the season were just back to back to back to back to back, and you just get overwhelmed with stuff. Yeah, and, then, and, that's... and you get out of a rhythm because you're three months of not doing anything, just going to races and watching. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, oh wow, I guess we should have thought about this. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, well, anyways, guess what? We're going to, we're going to have people for that next year. That's like, right. <laughs> that's right. Listen, because, because now I know you, you know, the fact that it went as smoothly as it did for the first year. Yeah. I mean, there could have yeah. been a lot of hiccups. You know, someone could have come off that crossover at 90, 95 miles an hour and hit one of those massive mounds of dirt that looked like a ramp and caught <laughs> and caught a lot of air. Right. You know, uh, you know, you and I both know that outlaw cars don't have wings. They can't fly. They all have wings. Well, <laughs> they don't have wings that give them lift. Yeah, no, no, no. I get it that they're, you know, that they're they're like wings on a maxi pad. They're not going to help you fly. No, they're definitely they're, not going to. They're for a different purpose. No. Um. So I'm just thankful that nobody really, like, and and it was it was nice to hear that Jillian's okay. I'm glad that nobody really truly got hurt. My my bigger concern was when when Craig took that hit in the crossover. Right. And I don't know if he went to the hospital or if he was okay or I don't even know who hit him. That's how bad that's how bad it is. I don't even know who hit him. <laughs> because the thing is during during that time we couldn't hear what was going on. No, we could see it, but we couldn't hear it. Like we couldn't get a play by play. Right. And you know that it would I don't know what happened, but like their sound system worked perfectly on Wednesday. Right. And then it just went it, then they had they had something happen and they don't know what it was. Well, they, they were they were working all day on Friday and Saturday to try to get it figured out. And that's I okay. I, don't know what I it, think there was a little gremlin named Yoho unplugging. <laughs> be <shit>. nice. <laughs> it's not, it's, <laughs> we're not going to be allowed to go there. Oh, he doesn't know who the fuck we are. He'll find a way. <laughs> are you like, those two no, fat fuckers from talk, Indiana who talk talking more, shit? You've talked more shit about him than I do. That's true. But and I don't know even, him. And you didn't even go, neither do I. You were there. I was there. It's fine. I'm going again. <laughs> I know, me too. I got to book, I gotta look to at hotel, uh, he's, flights. He's a little annoying, but he does put on a good show. He does. He does. So, 
Listen, so James, is, is that is that show happening in, in February for sure? As yep, far as we know, yeah. In. Yeah, we yep, we've already made our arrangements. So are you gonna are you gonna drive down? Um no, I'm gonna fly. There you go. <laughs> there it is. If you're there, man, so, listen, let's we, uh, let's get together. Do you uh do you enjoy a, a, a drink or two? Uh before the fourth and fifth, yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense. No, it does. It does. Um so we got to find a way to no, sneak you, some bottles down there or somewhere or figure out. I guess we can't because we got to go through TSA. As far as what? Like for moon drops? Oh, I can get, I'll get some in. Okay. It won't we can, be, yeah, we can. it won't be in the original bottle. Well, that's fine. But, uh, yeah. As long oh, as yeah, it's I was say, you can, you can, you can put it in the check bag. It's not a problem. Yeah. And also you have to remember that if we have friends that are pulling trailers in, they don't, well, search, you, they don't search those trailers. No, they don't. I can just ask. I mean, we, we know enough drivers. I can probably slip a few bottles in. As and then give them one as a payment. Yep. Yeah, it's, exactly. I mean, yeah. James, it's good put, shit. Put some in Brandon, Brandon White or Durham's trailer. It'll be all right. Well, I don't want to start calling names out. Hey, that, Steve, we're, we're talking to you, bud. Cause, you better. Cause then, yeah, cause, right, man. then they will target trailers. That's right. No, but they don't care. Like, honestly, like, the pits was really interesting because they don't, they didn't care. We're like, down in Colorado. Or in, they didn't Colorado. check the bed of my truck. Oh, they didn't yeah, check. They, yeah, like, yeah. I could have rolled in there with, like, a There's fucking minigun yeah, and a lot of ammo. And no, they would have never noticed. why would you? I don't know. I mean, it's a pretty soft target. I get that, but. but still, like, it's like they didn't like. I feel like there should be a little bit more checking going on. That's a good point. Make sure you're not sneaking anybody in. Yeah, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just my mind goes all over the place, and now that I've uh, introduced a new medicine into my body, yeah, uh, known as Colorado Vitamins, and James will talk about there that off go. the air. Uh, it's uh, it's been quite a quite a fun fun yeah, couple and of I days. Yeah, I hate to do this, but we do have to wrap. We do because we have one more. Because we, we got another show we have. We got to a show, and it's been. And I got kids to teach in the morning. That's right. So James, listen. So can, I, can I? Yeah. Can yeah. I ask you one question? Go. Yes. What, what was your What was your guys's favorite takeaway from the Colorado race? So I wasn't there. So, so so for me, um, it was just having the opportunity to be a part of that, and to be there to witness history happen and. Um, really the welcoming, like how welcoming everybody was. So it's multiple experiences, but the, just, it was a, the whole day was fucking awesome. The, so the one thing that I kind of took away from it and I wasn't there, but I saw some of the highlights. The one thing that I, I really like, I thought about this over the weekend, uh, instead of doing the lesson planning that I was supposed to do <laughs> was there were some hiccups and everybody knows that. However, what it did is it gave everybody a great story so that 10, 15, 20 years from now, you can sit around a table or whatever and say, hey, remember that first one we did? Yeah. And now being able to look back on 10, 15, or 20 of them, you know, you get the first one. The journey of a 1,000 miles starts with a single step. Yep. And that's what I think right. Saturday night was about. I think you guys did a great, great job. You busted your ass to do it. Um, I know you're a humble guy. You're not running. You're not going to break your arm patting yourself on the back. But uh, I can tell you that you made a lot of people happy this weekend. So, if there's a takeaway from this weekend, it would be that. Yes, one hundred percent. So, uh, James, do you want to do you want to help us with our closer? That's awesome. I, yeah, absolutely. But I, I just want to say thank you for that. That was awesome, and uh, I wasn't expecting that answer, but I'm but I appreciate it. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, dude. All right. So for the crossover, I'm Josh. I'm Mikey, and I'm James Conley. Be good, or be good at there it. There you yes, go, brother. You, All right, man. You have a good day now. It.